Sometimes some things got to happen before something is going to happen. And so uh, that really reflects with the uh, uh, facility asset managers. We sometimes just have to uh, create a reaction and, um, to make stuff happen. Welcome along to the Asset Guardian podcast, where we explore the discipline of asset management throughout New Zealand and speak with industry leaders to learn more about the innovation and challenges in today's evolving world of technology, infrastructure and regulation. My name is Josh Pope and I'll be your guide on this journey into the world of kaitiakirawa and asset management. All right, welcome back to the Asset Guardian podcast. It's my pleasure to welcome Jack Kurtzman on the show today. Jack has an extensive background in facilities management, asset management, procurement and corporate real estate in the Netherlands and immigrated to New Zealand with his family more than 17 years ago. Jack has worked for some large property portfolio organisations such as Westfield, XL Corporation, Westpac New Zealand and KiwiRail. Jack advises several other companies on business analysis and improvement strategies and has an extensive background in agile management concepts. Jack is a very experienced facilities manager, business consultant and professional leadership coach. He's passionate about sustainability and smart technology in the built environment. Jack is currently in the Asset Management Council New Zealand chapter committee and has several roles at Facilities Management New Zealand, including vice chair and board member. He also teaches facilities management and asset management for Brightstar, as well as AUT University to give back to the community. He's currently the director of Prisma Facilities Management. Jack's experience spans many years, and I think I could be here all day listing Jack's achievements over the years, and I feel very humbled to have him on the show today. Kia ora, Jack. Welcome along. Kia ora, Joss, and thank you so much for the opportunity. And um, yeah, looking forward to your show, questions, and, and all the places where we go, shouldn't go, and will go. <laughs> very good, very good. Well, how about um, you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're currently doing? Yeah, that's fine. So currently I'm uh, I'm director of uh, Prisma, which is um, not only Jack, but it's um, a team of uh, several really great people. I call it uh, Jack and the Dream Team. And um, yeah, we, we're probably uh, um, a smaller niche uh, advisory firm in the in the world of facilities and asset management and procurement. Um, we're pretty pragmatic. We all have extensive management and project management experience. And so um, basically what we preach or write down, we also are able to execute. And um, to a certain degree, I think we are a one-stop shop. So we, if you look at Prisma, um, without making this uh, too much of a business development conversation, we we, we do all sorts of strat- strategic analysis, maturity reviews and facility and asset management. Where are you now? Where do you want to be and how do you get there? Provide uh, an interim management or support. We can do a lot of things in asset management from data collection to asset management plans and strategies and long-term investment plans to procurement analysis, doing tenders, uh, managing contracts, um, but also um, engaging with our FM and asset management community by being a mentor or coach, by giving training in-house, by um, just having a coffee and a good chat and um, and giving back. And like you mentioned, uh, I was on the board of Facility Management New Zealand for quite a while and now in the Asset Management Council. And that's also not only to give back, but more importantly, to learn and to support the industry going forward. Um, so I think that's sort of what we do. We work in different market segments. Um, 
but mainly in a built environment. That's probably the, the, the where our strength lies. So um, yeah, that's probably more than enough about uh, you know Prisma as such. Uh, we're relatively young, seven years old. So um, yeah, hopefully another seven years to go. Oh, that's very good. And it's quite important to have uh, people like yourselves and uh, businesses like Prisma um, available there in the industry to sort of help, uh, whether it's asset owners or whoever else needs that asset management guidance and experience, you know, injected in uh, to their business. And it, I guess it sort of helps New Zealand as a whole being able to have you know, that experience on hand. So it's very cool. Uh, yeah, and I think it's, I think to add to it is also I think um, uh, of course the borders were closed uh, for almost two years in New Zealand, and I think um, as a young country we still sometimes look in an old way to um, or an old-fashioned way to how we manage the built environment. So I think people from overseas from all different corners will bring new perspectives to how we manage the workplace, how we manage buildings and the assets with it. Um, so. And we also rely a lot of uh, on knowledge from overseas uh, professionals because our education systems in New Zealand are pretty poor uh, and not really well established, unfortunately. Uh, so there's work to be done. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. And hopefully we can get into that a little bit more later on. Um, if you weren't doing your current role, was there any other passions that you may have followed or would like to follow? Oh, absolutely. So, um, you know, if from a young age, uh, I had um, my first love was um, was football or soccer, as they call it over here. So I wanted to become the goalie in, an, in the national Dutch football team, um, seeing them losing in 74 and 78. Um, my passion was to win it. Uh, but yeah, now I'm in the early 50s, so it's it's not worth it anymore to to progress with that uh, ambition. So that, that was football, soccer, goalie. That was my passion, played for my province, uh, region. Um, so really, sort of really enjoyed that. And then, um, yeah, and I was not the, not the most ambitious student because the teacher gave me a big crown with only sixes on it. And the sixes was, I did just did just enough. Uh, but football, that was my passion. And um, so, um, and on top of that, I, I saw a movie, I think it was The Longest Day, and then I thought I'd become a Marine. So then I applied for um, officer course, uh, Royal Dutch Marines. Uh, so out of two and a half thousand uh, young lads, uh, I was with the last 20, but they only choose eight. And uh, they said, come back next year, you have it. And uh, I was sitting in a train back home from Amsterdam to the to the south of the Netherlands, Belgium, where I live, I, was, I grew up. And um, so I made my mind up, I want to become a change manager and not a Marine. So um, so that, that was basically, uh, uh, the step to go to university um, because my dad was a bus driver and miner and my mom was a cleaner and so that was a little bit of a new step in our family so yeah i did i did management and change management and mba type things and um yeah that was the pathway i where i grew into facilities management because i my first uh, thesis or practical experience was to do a joint venture almost between two hospitals and um Facilities management wasn't defined in 1993, and um, so I, I had to come up with those concepts, and they were just popping up from the United States via IFMA. And um, yeah, so that, so I, I made that transition from football player, marine to to facilities manager. So that's my journey, uh, and that's that. That's quite a it's quite a contrast between the the three there. That's <laughs> uh, it is it is. Uh, but I've got an everlasting uh, passion for for sports because I think uh, especially football, it's about team. It's not about the individual. 
And I think my biggest example was um, a very famous uh, Dutch football player was called Johan Cruyff. I'm not sure if you ever heard of him. And um, he, he always had a couple of um, wonderful sayings. And I would like to share that with you. One was, uh, every disadvantage has an advantage. So even if stuff goes wrong, you can learn from it and you can do it better next time. And even if you're in a disadvantaged position, you can surprise your opponent by coming from a completely different angle. And another one I really like from him is, um, it's like everything in football is just as in life. You need to look, you need to think, you need to move, you need to find space, you need to help others. It's very simple in the end. And that resonates with my my passion, uh, which are a quote I got from a very dear friend, John Morrow. Um, he said, um, it's all about doing good for the greater good. And so I think we as professionals in facilities or asset management, um, whilst we have our lens, how can we make to make the wider system making better, the boat faster or leaner or whatever you call it. Um, so I think that's that's another thing I, I learned from good old Johan Cruyff. And, um, and the other one I, I love the most is that sometimes something's got to happen before something is going to happen. And so that really reflects with the uh, uh, you know, facility asset managers. We sometimes just have to uh, create a reaction and um, to make stuff happen. So from a change management perspective, you know, as a competence, it's very important that we apply those kind of competences to get some movement or improvement. So yeah, so that's good old Johan Cruyff, um, one of the people I, I aspire to to follow. Oh, that's very good. I think all of those sayings are very relevant and, and have a, um, a, a place within asset management. And I, I really like the, uh, I, I always like to see the relationship between um, the way, like you say, sports teams operate and, and how sort of businesses operate. And often the um, the formula for success is very similar and those uh, sayings or quotes translate over quite well because as you said, it is about teamwork and um, you know, when everybody's working together towards the common goal, that's when you, you know, you can reach success. But, you you know, you do have to have a formula or a plan or a strategy or something in place to, to get there as well. So that, mm -hmm. that was really cool. Thank you for that wisdom and, and insight and inspiration for our listeners. Um, I do want to ask, what, what is it that you find exciting about asset management? Well, I think uh, I want to make a, another little distinction. When we often talk about asset management, there is a distinction between asset management and facility management. And if you look at my sort of journey in life, it's all about the competences I learned in facilities management. Uh, in the Netherlands, facilities management is not cleaning the toilet and doing the maintenance. It's basically FM operations and strategy, property operations, admin and strategy, and lease deals and development, but also health and safety, also risk management, and um, and procurement. They all so you have a director, facility management, and an exec team. And often in boards, there is somehow a facility manager somewhere in the board. Not always, but that skill set of the overhead function is often represented. So when you then bring that back to so my journey in facilities management in the Netherlands, I got taught asset management is a competence you need to have as a facility manager. So what, what assets do you have and which condition are they? Are they fit for purpose? Do they make the boat going faster? Uh, are they adding to the strategy? Uh, are they attracting talent? Um, can we afford them now and in the future? And are they going to do what they need to do also in the future? And so do we manage risks? So 
what I want to say with that is that uh, I look with the lens of a facility manager into the world of asset management. And then when I came to New Zealand, I realized that facility managers are perceived pretty operational. And one of the things I then realized is that when you want to engage with the, the execs or the board, I call it the C-suite, they will then often um, look at you with the label facility manager. But when you start using the asset management language and you adopt their competences regarding, hey, tell me about your strategy. Hey, do you have a policy? Can I help you to write one or a strategy? Uh, do you have an asset management plan, which you could translate into uh, a long-term investment plan with a maintenance strategy and a maintenance plan and a root cause analysis on why we have all these failures on these assets. So uh, what I want to say with that is that asset management is a body of knowledge, a body of competence, which can be easily adopted in facility management and then help the professional facility management even more, especially in the New Zealand context. So, um, yeah, if, if that's the first answer on your question. Um, so if you look at, you know, what do I see going to happen in the world of, of asset management or facility management? Do you want me to make a distinction or just in generic terms? Uh, I, for going forward in the future, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in both, because um, as I have started to sort of progress on my journey between facilities management and asset management, I have sort of realised you know that they are very closely related, but they are they do also have their um, yeah. separate work streams as well. So, I mean, if uh, if we sort of do look to towards the future and maybe look for some of the biggest challenges in um, the either industry, uh, you know, what what do you think those would be, or what can you see coming down the pipe? Yeah, yeah, I think I think for for the listeners to this podcast, and and if they wouldn't be that familiar with facilities and or asset management, I think. Facility management has the ISO 41,000, asset management has the ISO 55,000. That's a starting point. Both have uh, a body of knowledge. Um, there are frameworks. Um, so I think uh, when, when I start with facilities management, um, I always, I, I once was at a leadership course at Westpac and I challenged the then CEO. And while, you know, after a while he saw me and I, I noticed that he didn't like my questions, it was pretty critical because. I'm perceived a little bit as a rebel sometimes, uh, and that's because I really care and, and have passion about things. So I addressed those with him, and anyhow, many, many moons later, he recognized me and he said, hey, who are you? I said, are, are you the guy in properties? I said, yes, I'm the facilities manager. So what the heck is that again? I said, well, your $450,000 car was parked in the car park, and we dealt with the lease. You walked to the head office, and five cameras were following you, security. The, the, the door was open when you walked in. Reception was friendly. The lift was at the first floor, so you could go to level 12. Um, there was power. Uh, your whiteboard was working. Your AV was working. Your pen was there. Your dinner was ready. Whatever you want, it's there. So we make you work. And I think that's also with asset management. If we get it right, we make things work. And um, so if you look at the challenges in, in, in facilities management, and I'll keep it to the New Zealand uh, area. I think whilst we have a, a facility management association, which is a great start, there is an ongoing need for maturity and investment in in advocacy and influencing, which is really lacking at the moment. Uh, in, in my humble uh, view, there's a big need to invest in education, um, not only on, an, on a university level and not only at one university. 
but also to ensure that uh, existing middle management in New Zealand gets uh, more exposure to FM competences like the IFMA competence and that we offer training, education, effective mentoring and coaching. So that we basically get the fundamentals right and also highlight to execs and boards what the value proposition is. And I think uh, Andrew talked in your show about that. How do we make clear in facilities and also asset management? What is the value from by our profession towards making the business better or faster or leaner or more, you know, make more profit, whatever, or, or be a better place for people to work? So what is that? And so that skill of what I call account management, conversation, listening, what is required now in the future is, is really very important. And the challenge then, and I was listening yesterday to a good friend, Miles Lind from Auckland Transport at our Asset Management Summit. Uh, he really highlighted that to be really effective, we need more facility or asset management managers in boards or in exec teams. And at the moment, it's, um, you know, bean counters and lawyers and engineers, but not really other lenses, which are very uh, important in a business and who have the ability to make the boat going faster. And often the bean counter will say, we don't have money to collect asset data or facility management data. Yeah. What are you managing then if you don't know what you got and in which condition it is? And how can you apply the right um, uh, mythologies or, or maintenance approaches, or um, if you don't allow to invest in quality management and audits or recommissioning of assets, what are we doing? So it's it's about really, um, you know, that cost focus versus value focus needs to change that shift. Um, I think facilities management in New Zealand is more than only maintenance. It's about management of all these functions. It's the same with an asset management, you could say. Um, there's, there's a really need to invest in talented people because you can't have 40, 50 work streams in facility management from security, maintenance, cleaning to whatever uh, without having the right professional team and competences. You can't do it on a cheap. Um, and if you outsource, make sure that you outsource it to a company who's not a maintenance company or a dispatcher or work orders that makes a margin on it. Where's the value? And that's unfortunately what I see uh, much in the industry in New Zealand, where these so-called facility management companies uh, don't bring a lot of value. And I, I hope they're going to call you after this podcast and then re request for an interview with you and then challenge my comment. That would that would be interesting. <laughs> uh, that, would, so, that would be that would be. I'm yeah. all about having uh, uh, different perspectives and, and 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 having those broad and open conversations. And there's a couple of really good points in there that I liked. I liked the um, reference. Uh, you know, back to the CEO sort of saying that, well, what we do is that we make you work. And um, it, it sort of reminds me of a saying that I'd heard, you know, it's like if you do everything well, people aren't sure that you've done anything at all, you know, and mm -hmm. that often often happens in the um, power industry, you know, uh, you know, as long as the lights and things are on, everything's fine. You know, people don't really care about the poles and the wires and things. It's not until something goes wrong that, you know, you really have the pressure on or, or that you become visible all of a sudden. And it's quite the same for that facilities management space. When everything's working perfectly fine, you know, you don't really think about the, um, the, the, the you know, how those things got there. How, you know, why mm -hmm. is the door operating the way it is? You know, why are there pins here in this 
uh, room, you know, why is the whiteboard operating? You know, you just take it for granted almost and assume that these things just happen. Like there are people behind the scenes, you know, making the magic work. So uh, it's very cool. I think what I'm enjoying the most about having you on the show is that um, you're the first person I've had on that, uh, well, that I know of, that's had some sort of um, official sort of training or qualification in their asset management facilities management space. The, most of the people I've talked to so far have sort of found their way into the industry, um, you know, kind of by accident or sort of just by feel, you know, eventually. But you said quite early on that you've made the choice to to be in this industry. And, you know, I, I know that you do a lot of lecturing uh, for asset management and facilities management. So I thought I'd throw it to you and, and sort of maybe if you can tell us about some of the best ways to get into the industry, you know, in New Zealand. Yeah, so I think uh, uh, when I was um, 10 years ago, uh, I got t- contacted by um, Jason Happy and David Curry, um, too well known in the facility management arena, and they, they asked, can you help us with uh, setting up an educational system? Coming from the Netherlands, 400 bachelors in facility management drop out of the pipeline each year, besides all the other middle management and lower uh, uh, managerial courses. So we, we don't have that in New Zealand. So I think it's important that uh, we, on, on all the three levels, strategic, tactical, operational, we have more offering. So uh, hence, I, I, I put some some volunteer time into that. Um, so so uh, education, knowledge is important. So then you got uh, Avermaine that they copied um, the IFMA competences and, 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 and successfully um, started with providing some uh, educational offering. So that's good for a facility manager to to follow that, or you go to the asset management council, or you go to IWPA, or you go to IAM. So there are different bodies of knowledge where you can get courses. Um, I think that that's important. Um, if you then look at uh, um, other things, it's like start reading. Just look uh, in your world what's available. Uh, go to Mr. and Mrs. Google and have fun, and you will write, uh, read a lot of interesting stuff. Go for a mentor. Check, get a coach. The different that a mentor will give you three options to choose from, and a coach will ask you the shit question, which keeps you very busy at night, and then you will find the answer yourself. Um, ask colleagues, ask mentors, uh, ask people who you respect in industry. How did you get there? How do you resolve that solution? Um, benchmark. Why is that organization way better in this than another one? Um, so if you look at, at, at young people or people who come in industry, go to a summit because that's probably a collaboration of talent um, where you could tap into. Um, like I said, memberships, uh, means that is a really good one. IFMA is uh, is the pinnacle, I think. Get certified uh, within these organizations. Uh, um, think about value change, and that's what I think I want to say. I started as a change manager for hospitals in the IT department, but really turned, basically set up a, a FM department, then did uh, a merger and a new build for psychiatric hospital, went to a home care to restructure it and went to the Department of Works to manage a region of 20 buildings and ended up with the Department of Finance, Customs and IAD with 1 million net square meter and 250 top-notch buildings. So it's an evolution. So don't expect that um, you you end up in heaven uh, at the first job, but it's, it's a hard yakker to get there. Um, I think the other thing, uh, I've got this little list I'm sort of you know, mentioning here is when something goes wrong, ask yourself, why does it go wrong? So what's the root cause of failure? And then 
set up your maintenance plan or come up with your asset improvement strategy. Um, like I said, check the competence levels of um, of framework from IFMA, FMA and Z, uh, IAM, AMC, you name it, and start asking yourself which competence I'm good at and build on that. Which ones you're not that good at, okay, try to polish it. And which one you don't like, well, get people in who are way better and make them part of your team and, and create a successful dream team. Um, choose, choose leaders. Go, you know, you choose a leader you want to work for. Choose a culture you want to work for, which allows you to be a successful asset manager or facility manager. Because if you don't have a good leader, then you won't be successful with uh, or leadership team with asset management. You won't. But on the other hand, stop bitching and moaning to say the leadership has to tell me what where to go. It's your task to tell them where to go. So your the leadership come has to come from you. And it has to be on a level they can understand. And if they don't hear you, you need to change your tech or your communication style. Or let somebody else say the same message because you maybe are not the best messenger. Not that you're wrong, but for whatever reason, your where you fit in the organization is they don't hear the noise or don't want to hear the noise. So um, the other advice I, I have for you, people coming into in, the, in, in our industry is don't accept mediocrity. Absolutely strive for a strategic approach and operational excellence. That combination is, in my view, crucial. Um, so strategic uh, view, approach and operational excellence, because if you fail in operations, you don't deserve it, uh, uh, a seat at the table regarding strategy and direction. So that's probably a quite a long list, um, not to say to start with, but it probably is an answer on your question. No, it's very good. It's very good. And uh, that advice to um, people coming into the industry, I think, is incredibly valuable because all of those points that you have touched on are things that I've experienced myself as well. You know, um, back to your point about, uh, you know, boards not having facilities managers or asset managers on them, you, you're very true. And often um, trying to articulate or communicate the need for something, you know, whether it's replacement strategy or, uh, you know, maintenance work that has to happen or something like that can seem mm. almost a, a barrier sometimes to people who don't have that perspective or that lens. And um, when it does come back to the dollars and cents, really trying to highlight the fact that, well, maybe upfront cost seems like a lot now, but it's going to be nothing compared to the downstream yeah. cost of not doing something. So, um, I, you know, from what I've experienced, it seems like we're starting to shift the dial a little bit from the conversations I've had with people in different um, businesses and, uh, you know, boards and uh, senior leadership teams are starting to understand and realise this, um, you know, and, and sometimes it unfortunately it takes you know almost a scapegoat where some something goes wrong to some company and it uh, reinforces the fact on a lot of other companies and, and that and whatever industries um, that they need to take a look at themselves as well and understand the investment decisions that they're making too so there's all, all very valid points and um, <laughs> really really appreciate having your guidance and uh, wisdom on the show today Jack I feel like uh, we we may have you back on. I, I think there's just so much so much here to cover in the asset management and facilities management space that we've really only just um, uh, gone over the tip of the iceberg today. So um, thank you very much I, for yeah, coming I, so, on. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I just thought I'd open it up. Have you got these sort of parting words for the guests? 
Oh, I've got uh, heaps of uh, part, uh, part, you know, things. Uh, um, I think first of all, be a rebel, be different. Um, let make sure your your voice is heard. Um, and, and and that's what I also say to my students uh, at uh, AUT University, or for, when I give for Brightstar or in-house company uh, courses, is about um, connect, listen, and and uh, challenge. And that that's where the rebel come from, because a rebel uh, t- um, is passionate, but also is really uh, aligned and wants to make things better. Um, so I would say to to your listeners is that. Um, uh, you know, asset management is a great career. Facility management is a great career, and they all have their own challenges uh, because we have aging assets. We 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 have not enough education. We don't have enough qualified, certified people, uh, and we're going through quite a big change uh, in the next couple of five years. Where pressure on cost, um, new technology. So it's it's a world. Your, your world is your oyster in that sense, and. Um, um, so yeah, ex- ex- explore that and invest in that career because it, it really makes a difference as long as you align with the powers to be and challenge them and help them to understand. Um, so that's that's definitely something uh, I, I would leave uh, behind. I, I encourage everybody to watch the, the IAM video called Asset Management the Journey. Uh, uh, that little video, seven minutes, I often play for senior managers and they get then they get asset management. A simple seven-minute video um, has made quite a big uh, uh, impact when I go to my clients and show them this is asset management and hence we should do and follow this advice I've been giving you and it comes together. Um, um, so so that's what I would like to, you know, um, make sure that you're part of a team of talented people and you can't do it yourself. Be very clear on what your role is, what your responsibility is, and where you're going. Because if you have clarity on strategy, your direction, your responsibility, and clarity on your task, then it becomes really um, simple to work with other people because you you, you know where you stand and what's requested from you and how you have to work with each other. Keep learning. Um, I'm mid fifties now, early fifties, and so I'm still learning. And and I'm, I put a lot of uh, um, time into learning and conversations and, and thinking um, because and the world is changing. So you have to change with it. And if you stick in your old ways, then you you, you won't get uh, nowhere. Um, and I mentioned already, uh, you know, get a mentor, get a coach, um, uh, give back, become a member of an association. Uh, whether it's an asset management or facility management. Um, and, well, we talked about governance. Get into a governance role. Be the, be the change agent. Um, and, you know, do the advocacy. Um, stand on the on the bucket and scream uh, facility and asset management is important. And these are the reasons and this is the value we bring. So, um, yeah, so those are a couple of things. Uh, be the trusted advisor. It's another thing I, I like as a comment. Uh, you, you can scream for screen uh, for change or, or asset management or facility management best practices, but if they don't trust you uh, or you don't have the ability to be an operate, you know, to manage operational excellence in day to day, then they, they won't trust you because why would they listen? Um, yeah, Tracy had a good one. Uh, doing the right thing. Um, and doing it right, I think that's uh, that resonated with me in in her in, in her 
interview with with you um but yeah hopefully that is an answer on that question no that's perfect that's uh, that, that's great and um yeah, like you say, it comes back to those sort of core principles of operational excellence and, um, you know, working together as a team and you can't do it yourself. And, you know, having people like yourself uh, available sort of in New Zealand with that, um, the, the experience that you have, uh, I think is incredibly valuable. And uh, I, I think I know the seven minute video you're talking about. So what I will do is uh, take a link to that video and I'll, I'll put it in the um, description below. So if anybody would like to watch that, uh, they can go ahead and do it. So it's been great having you on the show today, uh, Jack, and uh, thank you very much for being on here. And I, I want to thank you not only for the opportunity to have my two seconds of fame, but I, I want to thank you for, for doing this and creating a basically a community of experts or people who think they're an expert in FM and asset management and beyond and and engaging with listeners and hopefully we get a response and uh, and um, yeah from there only good things can happen so well done to you to to create that ripple effect oh, thank you very much I appreciate that and the, the kind words and um, I'm I'm just glad to, to that people are enjoying it and um, yeah people are reaching out and wanting to be involved so uh, it's been great so thank you very much Jack. A pleasure. You go well. Thank you. You too. See ya. Bye.